hard-hitting rhythms, a classic 80s rock sound, and lyrics that glorify Jesus. This describes a band from North Carolina known as Defenders of the Cross. Buckle up, because tonight you're going to get to meet each of the members of this band, and we're going to check out some of their songs that show us that God truly does care, and he still does love. So stick around. We are back here at Raven's Heart for your must-see Thursday night live stream. Welcome to all of our viewers on Facebook Live, on Twitch, on YouTube Live. And as you know, if you've been watching us since January, this is a community event and you have the opportunity to comment and uh, ask questions during the live stream to our artists. And tonight we have a band from North Carolina known as Defenders of the Cross. And this is something that I've been noticing over the past couple of months when I've been interviewing bands from North Carolina. A lot of these bands are pretty big. They got a lot of members to them. And as you can see, we got several in different locations. And I'd like to start with everybody introducing themselves and what they do in the band. And can we start with the front man, Philip? Can you tell us a little bit about what you do with the band? And then we'll go around. Um. I'm from and originally from Kannapolis, North Carolina. Um, I am the front man for the band, singer, and uh, we'll get into yeah, I, we'll get into the whatever the the history of in a little bit. But yeah, that's what I'm here for for these guys. Awesome. And who else do we have in the room with us tonight? I guess we'll start over here and pass it around. Uh, I'm Danny Smith. I am one of the guitar players. I play lead, play rhythm, do backup vocals. There's actually a few songs that I do leads on uh, and one of the founding members of the band. I'm Shannon Wilkins uh, from here in Kannapolis. Uh, I'm the drummer. And I'm Daryl Jolly. Uh, you can call me. Uncle Daryl, because this is my nephew, Danny. <laughs> but uh, I'm from Salisbury, North Carolina, and uh, I play guitar as well, rhythm guitar. Hey, I'm Dick Absher, uh, the other guitar player, <laughs> since we have so many. Uh, lead and rhythm, um, contribute to the music, and again, another founding member. And we got somebody up here that's over to my side on on my left. And uh, who is this? It looks like his name is Wayne. <laughs> I am Wayne. I am the bass player for Defenders of the Cross. Uh, I had to leave and go out of town uh, Monday to help my daughter do some things and uh, wasn't able to make it back in time. So I'm, I'm glad I was able to, to be able to lock in with you on this. 
Well, thank you for making it. And hey, I'm taking a look at the stats that we've got right now. And we've got a comment already from Tiffany McGinnis Shelton. I think you all know her from The Last Trumpet in North Carolina. She is the lead singer for The Last Trumpet. And they're going to be joining us here in Charleston in a few weeks for Get Revelation Rock Fest 2021. And we've got two thumbs up already. Well, here's my first question for you guys. You all come from a variety of different backgrounds musically and where you came from in life how was it that god brought you all together what was the catalyst that brought this band defenders of the cross together uh, i'm probably the most founding member because uh, uh, as we had sent some information to you used to be a group called lightning that i played for um shannon used to uh come over and hang out with us when it was lightning and then uh, i got jacob involved playing with us and we kind of decided uh after a couple years to go a different route and get into the praise and worship thing and so uh also wayne was a member of lightning that we brought in uh throughout it and so we started a praise band and from there it grew into everybody kind of coming together and uh we started getting back into more rock stuff that we love and here we are We've got some comments here already. We got uh, Ricky Andrews already saying, I already like it. A bunch of guitar players. Rick is our music <laughs> critic. All right. He's our critic from New York State. Uh, he's got a show up there in New York. It's on Friday nights. It's called Metal Sharpens Metal, and it's on WVVC 88.1 and 105.7 FM in Utica, New York. And if you can't listen to it uh, on the radio, you can listen to it at WVVCUtica.com. And I would not be surprised because you're a bunch of guitar players that Rick might be reaching out to you to be featured on Metal Sharpens Metal on Saturday nights from 8 to 11. And hey, we got Peppermint. Uh, is that Peppermint Patty? Or I don't know. That's you, my you wife. Probably, oh, that's your wife. Hey, your wife is tuned in. Look at that. And she says, hey, guys. Well, at least she knows that you're really on the Raven's Heart live stream podcast tonight. And of course, Tiffany at the beginning said, hey, Danny, good to see you. And, um, you know, you guys started in a band called Lightning. And then it became Defenders of the Cross. What was it that made you to decide to do something new rather just improve what you had with, with Lightning? Um, like I said, uh, we were in Lightning, uh, three of us anyway, for a long period of time. And, of course, Shannon was a friend of the band for many years and uh, just decided to kind of go a different route, got into doing praise and worship, had a couple other guys from uh, my home church at that time and doing praise and worship. And uh, they had to go on to something else. And uh, we kind of started getting back into wanting to do a little bit more of the rock side of things. And uh, that's just where it progressed to and uh, back to being uh, just a good Christian rock band with good uh, biblical lyrics and everything. And uh, Rick just uh, weighed in again. He says, yes, let's get them on Metal Sharpens Metal. So this is great. I love how this community works. You guys, um, you need an agent, baby. That's what I'm saying. I'm only, I'm only kidding. And, uh, no, I'm, we'll give you your cut, man. <laughs> just having a good time over here at Raven's Heart. Lindsay York is, hey, yeah. Uh, Y'all know her too, maybe? That's there we not, go. Thanks for joining us tonight, Lindsay, on the yeah. Raven's Heart podcast. Podcast. Yes. Uh, what would you say has changed the most in your relationship since you 
progressed from being lightning to defenders of the cross. You progressed in your relationship with the Lord. Wayne, you want to say that one? Without a doubt, uh, it's gone from a being a band, just a bunch of guys who get together and uh, make noise, to a family, one that we can trust on each, you know, each other. We we confide in each other. We talk with each other. We uh, when we have issues in our lives, we have some we can go to and uh, sit down and talk with us. And we know without a doubt that that person will sit down and pray with us and uh, help us stay centered. And it, it's great. I mean, I know you've got your your wife and your children and the stuff that you 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 uh, have in your life. But it's it's great to have a group of guys you can sit down with and and pray with and and that you know they got your back. And that's that's one of the things that's that's in the defenders of the cross that we we trust in and we 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 I, I, I'm trying to think of a better way of saying it, but they're my family. It's just really in a nutshell. They're, they are my family. I think Jake alluded to that uh, some time ago, but yeah, it's we're, we're family. That's something that God is really into. He's into family. I was listening to some good uh, scripture teaching today about how when God created us, he created us as part of his family and he wants to do things with us. And that's what he wants to see. Uh, the relationship that we have with each other. I mean, it talks about in the Psalms how good and how blessed it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And you, when you have something like this, like a band, you know, banded together, uh, that that's a bonding in brotherhood. And that is really neat how you all have that going on. And I think that really shines through in the uh, type of music that you have and the power of your music that you have, because what I've listened to and what we're going to share tonight is not just a bunch of guys in a garage just having a, having a band uh, rehearsal or a band practice. There's something going on there. There's some solid lyrics. And one of the songs that we're going to feature tonight, uh, Thief in the Night, uh, I took a scripture dive after I listened to the song and realized some things that I did not know. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. So let's go around. Philip, you are the front man and the lead vocalist for Defenders of the Cross, but you always haven't been. You actually started as the sound engineer, and I have to hear this story and want to know if you took the former lead singer and locked him up in the closet and commandeered the microphone <laughs> or how the how that all no, works. No, because he's right you... here playing guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Philip, give us the story, the scoop on that. Well, I mean, I come from, like, my father is a pretty well-known, like a, what what is it, got, like so a Southern gospel. gospel. He's yeah. he's recorded several Southern albums. Gospel. And, right, right. So that come from a vocalist background but no I, i've never kind of like i guess to say unveiled my voice to, group. <laughs> like yeah fronted a group or anything <laughs> like that i've done a little bit you know dabbling with my father and nothing major so but i've always since i was a young teenager always been into sound and sound engineering so danny knew i did that and i don't know if he was kind of trying to just coax me into the band but he got me involved with just being uh, the guy's sound engineer. And I did that for what, maybe six months or so. And, yeah. and I got, I got to where I liked traveling with them and seeing them and hanging out with them and everything. And, and, uh, Danny kind of was like, well, you want to try to start practicing with us? And so he gave me some sample tracks to practice and kind of nail down some lyrics. And, and they had me out on a practice 
like it was a Tuesday or Wednesday. And, you know, I drilled and drilled and drilled for weeks before just to make sure I had a good tryout for them. And uh, I, it, it felt like the, the tryout session was a, it was okay. Um, it had that, that country Southern, like, as I, you can tell, I speak a little Southern country sounding, but in, <laughs> they were accepting to my vocals. And according to Danny, you know, my vocals progressed every practice and everything. So uh, they have molded me into the vocalist that I am now. Um, you Pretty much can't hear any country or southern sound when I'm singing now, uh, even no. though I still speak it. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I thank all these guys for where my vocals are right now. Yeah, really, your story is kind of like a Harrison Ford story. He became Han Solo, became Indiana Jones, and he started out as the carpenter on the set in Hollywood. And here you are starting out as the sound engineer. And I really enjoy your vocals. It takes me back to the to the good days of the 80s. And at the beginning, when I said and introduced you guys, the classic rock sound of the 80s, I started to feel a little bit older because that's what I grew up on was 80s. That is that is classic rock. I mean, man, when I was growing up, classic rock was Led Zeppelin, Buffalo Springfield, and Creedence Clearwater. And now it's, you know, Def Leppard and Dokken and all that stuff. I'm like, oh man, I'm darn, I'm getting old. Hey, we got some comments here. We got Christopher Shelton. He says, let's get it. And we also have, I think one of you guys might know this person and they, it's uh, Shannon, uh, Tracy Wilkins. I believe that somebody's wife says love to Fenders of the cross. And hey, ladies that are watching. Yes, your husbands are really on the Raven's Heart live stream podcast tonight. Danny, I've got a question for you. You growing up were influenced by Credence Clearwater, but you were also fascinated by Kiss, and you're not the first Christian artist that I've interviewed and spoken to that was influenced by Kiss. What was it that intrigued you the most about them? Because they terrified me, but what was it that intrigued you about Kiss? That started at probably about eight or nine years old, and uh, just the excitement that they bring. Um, you know, the, the crazy pyrotechnic shows, the crazy makeup, makeup and outfits. And uh, there were several of the kids that I hung out with that was into it. So I was head over. I mean, I, my whole room was plastered with pictures and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, Daryl <laughs> wouldn't even come spend the night over at the house because of all that stuff hanging on the walls. But, uh, yeah, uh, that and uh, I, I basically started on Credence Clearwater Revival. My dad liked Credence Clearwater Revival. Uh, and so I, I listened to a lot of that growing up and had a wide variety of music that I like. Anything from bluegrass to southern gospel uh, and just about anything. So when you were going through your kiss phase and you had your kiss lunchbox and your Gene Simmons doll and all that stuff, were you growing up in a Christian household at that time? And if so, how did that go over with mom and dad? Um, not at the beginning. I mean, uh, our families are from a Christian background. Uh, but at the time uh, my family, as far as my mom, and dad, we were not going to church or anything. Uh, and like I said, my my dad was in the Credence Clearwater Revival. We listened to Tommy James and the Shondells and Three Dog Night and all those different bands and everything. And then I think when it was about 12 or 13, maybe, um, my dad got saved and started getting into the ministry. 
And then at that point, uh, yeah, I, I was still listening to KISS and ACDC <laughs> and all that stuff. And so, you know, there was conversations every now and then that, you know, you need to change your style of music and everything. Uh, but, uh, and I'm still kind of a fan of all those, uh, you know, it's hard to get that kind of stuff out of your head, but, uh, started getting into, uh, Striper and Petra and Resurrection Band and some of those. And I was like, Hey, here's the style of music that I like, uh, but also has a Christian theme to it, uh, and Christian lyrics to it. And, uh, I, I knew then that's the way I wanted to go with it. Yeah. Rick Andrews uh, weighing in from New York. Rick, the critic, he says, yes, song the other day. I already sent him some of your music to preview. Uh, reminded him of Winger. And uh, he's a big, huge 80s fan as well. We grew up pretty much in the same area up in the New York, Connecticut areas where I'm from. And radio up there is pretty much uh, pretty much the same. You know, you mentioned uh, Three Dog Night. And when I went to seminary, I learned the biblical inaccuracies of their songs. Jeremiah was not a bullfrog. <laughs> no, sure. <laughs> so flashing biblical scripture news everybody news flash jeremiah was not a bullfrog and thank you to the good folks at liberty university that taught me that and set me straight <laughs> shannon you are also an 80s music fan especially when it comes to drummers and you learned your style by watching a lot of these drummers which ones which bands which drummers were you influenced by the most well, I was a big, uh, big Striper fan. Still are. Uh, I like Robert Sweet. Uh, like to listen to Neil Peart. I think every drummer likes to listen to Neil Peart. And uh, a lot of guys that I watched play, like the former drummer of Lightning, Jeff Newsom. I that was like an idol to watch. So, just a lot of a lot of the Christian rock bands, '80s, the hair bands. A lot of those drummers like to watch. Yeah, the 80s drummers, some of those were, the, they were really, really awesome. Um, you know, I really appreciated it. He was on the lighter side, but Phil Collins and Genesis, and it always yeah. amazed me how Phil could sing and play the drums at the same time because I can barely walk and chew gum at the same time. That's the coordination <laughs> level to do that. We also have with us Jake. Uh, Jake, you've been in several bands, and now you're with Defenders of the Cross. What is it that you appreciate the most about being with these guys? Well, um, the, the whole sound engineer ploy wasn't just for you. I got sucked into that, too. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that wasn't original to Philip, so... That's I was how we, a, that's how we get guys. Yeah, call, that's a, call sound if it if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> so I was in a collaborative kind of uh, a group uh, via the internet because I traveled a lot, called His Life for Mine, and then was kind of getting out of that, wanting to play in bands again, you know, live, and uh, and found Danny and the Lightning guys, and yeah, I was their sound engineer for one show, and he said, "How'd you like it?" I said, "I hated it." I want to play guitar. Let's go. And then it's kind of been that way ever since. And then, uh, and then we slowed down after lightning and did um, a band called Dulos for a while, which was the praise and worship uh, ministry touched a lot of people. And then as we started writing songs, they kept getting faster and faster. <laughs> and then at some point you just got to call it and say, okay, we're, we're doing defenders of the cross. We're going to do uh not quite eighties, not quite nineties, somewhere in between and go forward. So that's how that we got, that's where awesome. we are now. 
That is awesome. It looks like you guys have a lot of fun. And I guess if anybody wants to be a member of the band, they just show up as a, as your sound engineer. And start, yeah, you start out sound engineering, and if you're terrible at it, you can find your spot. Oh, we got a message from Lindsay here. Shannon still watches all those drummers on YouTube almost every weekend. Oh, so the, the dirt is coming out on what you guys do in your off time and on the weekends. Okay, I get it. Daryl, you made a big jump to Defenders of the Cross. You were in a gospel group with your sister and your nephew, yeah. and then you were brought over to Defenders of the Cross. So you were probably doing something like the Gaither Vocal Band, which I do appreciate, by the way. Uh, I've <laughs> been to one of their concerts, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, and I've been to other mm -hmm. concerts and just, you know, rocking my face off. But uh, you made that jump. How did you make that jump from gospel to rocking with these guys? Well, you know, when I was a teenager, I just kind of played with uh, Danny and uh, my sister. And his dad was the lead singer back then. But anyway, we we done that for a while. You know, that was a lot of fun. Enjoyed it. And then they broke up, and then me and Danny would get together and play songs at church, you know, stuff like that occasionally. And, uh, you know, we'd get together and jam with different people or whatever. And uh, one day he called me up and says, hey, you know. Uh, we need an acoustic guitar yeah, player. <laughs> need an acoustic guitar player. So I said, well, yeah, I'll try it, see what, it, you know, what it's like. And. So the acoustic guitar days is pretty much over with. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I know the I know the ploy I know the ploy real well. And Rick says I love these guys' sense of humor. You guys did to him what I used to try to do with my mom. I'd be like, Hey, mom, you got to check out this song, and it'd be like Ozzy Osbourne doing uh, No More Tears or Mama, I'm Coming Home. Be like, Oh, that's a great song. Oh, I need to get that album because it's just all the other songs are just as good. And then it's like. Like, you know, crazy train. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to slide in the soft stuff and then just, just bring you along. Yeah. Wayne, well, you... We're at, now. we're at the crazy train stage. Yeah. <laughs> so these guys have to teach me how to play electric guitar. So I'm still learning. They've taught me a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I have to tell a funny story. We, you know, we've been promoting Rockfest here in Charleston, and there was a store that this is when we started promoting it last year. We went to a Christian bookstore, and there was a sweet old lady in there, and I was with my friend Donnie, who's been on our team here, and we bring in the posters for Rockfest, and she's like, "Oh, our church loves church group bus trips to concerts and things <laughs> like that." And Donnie, we just like, yeah, that'd be great if y'all came. And he walked out. And he's like, what do you say in a situation like that? It's like, well, you can tell them it's like the Gaithers. And he looked at me he's like, well, it's Christian music. I mean, you know, so it's like we're not you know, bending the truth there. It's, it's like it. Um, Wayne, you started as a roadie. My retirement dream, you started in high school. How did you start as a roadie? And what bands did you travel with? Did you travel with Kiss? <laughs> no, 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 no. I wasn't quite to that level. I I started out in high school. Uh, I had a, a friend that it was friends with Jeff Newsom. You've heard that name uh, spoken tonight. He was the drummer for for Lightning. Okay. Uh, Jeff Newsom had uh, some friends in Salisbury. Uh, this was back eighty two ish. You know, long, long time ago. I'm the old man in the band, and. Uh, <laughs> 
they said, you want to come hang out with us because I, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be playing. Uh, and it's a band, it was a band called Arion and they were working feverishly to get a set down so they could open for a, another band called Sugar Creek. I know you've heard of them. No, uh, uh, it was a, a band that was fairly successful on the East coast. Uh, but I roadied with, uh, with Leon, I, I roadied with, with uh, another band called Deuce, uh, roadied for Sugar Creek. Uh, Tally Fisher was one of their main guys. He, he brought me into the fold and let me help me. I really never traveled with anybody per se. I was more of when they were in town, I helped them out and, okay. uh, it was great. I mean, we had a great time learning about bands and, and the people who, uh, who played in them. And then, uh, there was a long dead period and uh, some guys at church brought me and said, Hey, would you like to play the drums for a, a band called sound of faith, which was a, a praise and worship style band. And I said, sure. And I jumped into it and uh, was with them for a little while. And due to some things that happened, I had to go my own separate way. And uh, uh Danny came up to me, said, you know, we're looking for a bassist. I said, well, I play the drum. Sorry. <laughs> he said, uh, he said, he said, uh, you can learn. He said, if you can play the drums, you can play the bass. I said, I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, I've been watching Thomas Lang play the drums and trying to mimic what he was doing. I mean, he's a phenomenal drummer. Uh, never even really considered the bass. And uh, he looked at me, he said, you know what? He said, I just got this feeling. He said, Give it a try. He said, we're not going to bring you in as a sound guy. We just want you as a bassist. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so lucky, Wayne. Right? And uh, <laughs> so became the bassist for, uh, taught myself how to play and uh, became the bassist for Lightning. And then, you know, like I say, the rest is history. I've been with, with uh, Defenders of the Cross pretty much since the beginning of Defenders of the Cross. Uh, nice. Don't let Jake fool you. He is a phenomenal bassist. If he can put a, a stick in his hand, he can play it. But, uh, <laughs> that's what he did in, in Dulos. So when when some of the guys left Dulos and uh, they we kind of shifted gears, then Jake went back to the guitar and then they brought, brought me in as a bassist. But we have a nice. phenomenal group of guys. Hey, we got some more comments here. Paul Brown saying, I love Defenders of the Cross. And then Rick Andrews is one saying, of our ah, biggest yeah. fans. Hey, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and Rick, uh, Rick the critic says, haha, these guys are fun, still smiling and laughing from the crazy train uh, comment. We got Lindsey York back. Yes, I love watching Jake play guitar. He is so much fun to watch. This is great. Hey, I think our listeners are ready is. to do a little bit of rocking out right now because. Uh, we've got some music in queue. We've got a song from you guys called Thief in the Night. Can you tell us a little bit about what this song is about? Well, um, how long ago was this one? It, it's been a while since we uh, we wrote this song, but uh, we still love it, and we feature it in every show we do. The uh, As you'll hear in the lyrics, the uh, the song is talking about the, the second coming of Christ and everything. Well, just to kind of give you a little history on the song, um, uh, the previous job I had, um, I used to travel a lot. And so I'd be gone months at a time. So this specific job assignment, I was assigned to China. So I had to live in China for a few months. 
So Danny gave me a project and uh, before he left, he gave me some music to listen to, to kind of wrap my head around. And he said, come back with something. So the whole time I was in China and as I lived there, I got to observe a lot. And you, you can imagine the things I saw while I was there. So sitting in Shanghai airport, when I was about to fly, fly home, a lot of these lyrics just, just blew into my head and I was just like, just write them down as I, it just, it just was coming to me like just water. And then as I brought it back to the guys, it just kind of flowed together and we pieced it together and it just turned out to be like a phenomenal song. And uh, so it, like I said, it's, it's, it talks about, you know, Jesus in the second coming thief in the night. Uh, as you can see the time, uh, signs of times, uh, how the world is now and what it's developing into. So, yeah. And we were hoping that people would enjoy this song. So, that's absolutely fascinating that you wrote this in China. So I'm going to share right now for our listeners and viewers. And remember, you can comment, uh, ask questions during the song, and we'll get to them after the track. This is Thief in the Night by Defenders of the Cross. What are the choices we make? Is your soul prepared? As it is written, he is coming like a thief. Like a thief in the night.
fans yeah. is why this is must-see streaming Thursday night <laughs> here at Raven's Heart. That was awesome. Let's go through the comments that we got here. We got a lot of great positive comments. Uh, we've got Paul Brown. I have always, DOTC is one of the tightest uh, music. Got Tiffany McGinnis Shelton. Love the vocal transitions. Yeah, those transitions are awesome. And one of the things that I appreciate about this song, when you really listen and kind of dissect it, dissect it, the song is called Thief in the Night, and it starts out kind of creepy, kind of like a thief creeping, and then it builds up. Was that, was that intentional, the way you did yes, that? Yes, it was, yes. actually. You got it. <laughs> All right. So I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we also have Lindsay York. Um, she says, America is loving listening to this. She is licking the phone and rocking her head. So America, <laughs> That's your dog? Okay, well, we, we have to do something here because you are on the Raven's Heart podcast live stream. Uh, this song and Defenders of the Cross also here is, and we will bring him up here. We'll take the comment off so that we can see it. Let's see here. Is totally Mac the Metal Dog approved? Oh, let me go there. There we go. There's Mac the Metal Dog. That is our Boston Terrier. Oh, cool. Yes, at the Lucas <laughs> Cry Studio. He uh, totally approves of this song, and he was even sitting outside of the studio when I was getting everything prepped, enjoying Thief in the Night. So he he really, really enjoys that song. And then we also have uh, here from Felicia Anderson Ganey. She says, sounds great. Let me take this off here. There we go. There goes Mac. He uh, really does enjoy that. And then some other comments that we have. We got a lot of great comments here tonight. Um, we also have Christopher Shelton. He says, yep, let's rock. These guys are awesome. And from our neck of the woods. And then we also have Paul Brown who said, love DOTC. New music coming soon, I hope. Uh, you hoping to start doing the show again? So now that COVID is uh, ending and shows are starting, you guys will probably be back out on the road doing some live stuff. Do you have any uh, new music in the works right now? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, we've got we've got about four or five new songs that we're waiting to lay tracks for. Nice, nice. Well, you're going to have to keep us posted on that so that we can get you back on and feature those tracks. And as I was talking about earlier, I listened to this song and I was rocking out to it as I was cleaning out the garage on Saturday night, um, a uh, project that was much needed. And it was one of those things where I felt like I got nothing down. But by the time I looked at it, I was like, oh, wow, something actually did happen out here. Uh, but it took me to go take a close look at First Thessalonians <laughs> chapter 5, 1 through 5, where it says, but the times and seasons... Brethren, you, you have no need that I write unto you, for you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. And I believe that's where you got the inspiration for this song from. Mm -hmm. And it says, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. And I did some thinking about this, and I did some studying of the Greek, and the word thief in Greek is klepach. It's where we get the word klepto from. And I did a little mental thinking about this. I was like, wait a minute, Jesus is a klepto. That almost sounded kind of blasphemous <laughs> in, in a way. And I was like, wait a minute, how does this all go together? And God showed me this morning gracefully that it's, you know, it says he comes like a thief in the night, but he's going to be stealing something. And Paul talks about what it is. 
that he's going to be stealing. It's going to be when everybody says, hey, there's peace and safety and everything's great. Jesus is going to take that false sense of peace away because without holiness, there is no true peace at all. He's going Amen. to be stealing that. And then I thought about it a little bit more where it says, well, he's coming like a thief in the night. And God reminded me that, wait a minute, God owns everything anyway. It's all his. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's kind of like when the repo man shows up to repossess the car that they own that you haven't paid for. He's coming to repossess and to and to reclaim. But that is going to come. And this is, I think, something very important for our viewers and our listeners to understand, because over the past year, we have been riddled with fear from the media. Uh, a lot of times with everything that we see going on in the world right now, it's like, oh my goodness. And this happened after 9-11 as well. Is Jesus coming back today? Is he coming tomorrow? And the Bible talks about perilous times and it talks about the birth pangs, the time of sorrows that precedes the tribulation and, and the return of the Lord, that great and terrible day. But then in Matthew 24, it talks about that the day that the Lord returns and he comes as a thief in the night where Jesus and Paul's actually quoting what Jesus said. Um, everybody's going to be eating, drinking, giving in marriage and doing as they were in the days of Noah, not even realizing what's going to come. And then he just comes and he just takes it all away. And he's going to be taking away that false sense of peace. Everybody's going to be kind of lulled into that false sense of security. And in thinking about this a little bit more, and I wanted, I just wanted to share this. When we think about Jesus and we think about the Antichrist, we look at the way the world's going right now. You know, the people that offer safety and security outside of holiness, outside of Jesus, they're peddling something that's false. It's an Antichrist spirit. But when Jesus comes back, that he's, he's the one that's going to be able to bring the peace. But when he comes back, those that have been given into the great delusion of um, peace and safety outside of holiness, it, it's weird. They're going to see evil as good as, and good as evil. They're going to see Jesus as being evil for taking away their peace and safety. And really, if you watch a lot of the movies and you watch a lot of things that are coming out in the mainstream right now, that's kind of the way that they're pushing that things that God is this bad, evil person that's going to take away peace and safety and security and prosperity and everything like that. And you know, it's kind of the anti-hero thing where, you know, the, the world is trying to portray the devil as the as the actual hero. So we've got uh, some more uh, more comments here. Oh, Peppermint, she loves Mac. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. And I will give Mac a big hug for you and an extra Scooby snack tonight. How about that? All family and very supportive of each family. And all, all family men, I mean. So thank you, Peppermint, for those. And thank you for everybody that's watching tonight. Uh, if you're, this is your first time to the Raven's Heart live stream and podcast, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, on our YouTube channel. I'm very excited. We just exceeded uh, 100 subscribers on YouTube. We really just started a venture and did the YouTube adventure, oh, I'd say back last October. And for those of us that those of you that are watching us on Facebook Live, uh, go ahead and like our Facebook page at Lithos Cry and support us that way because our our goal here is to glorify Jesus and to help people see Jesus through the arts, especially through music and music like Defenders of the Cross. So, guys, you all come from a diverse number of backgrounds. Some of you have a gospel background, some of you praise and worship, obviously. And God uses all these, you know, he owns everything. We, we talked about that. And he uses all these different genres differently. And 
how do you see him using rock to minister to people as you progressively got faster? And how do you see him using defenders of the cross to minister to people? Um, as we go through, I guess, our different adventures, um, I think uh, all of us, whether it be gospel, whether it be bluegrass, whether it be in church, out of church, um, we've all seen different music touch different people in different ways for the Lord. And um, I used to be in a metal band, and it would hit a demographic of, of kids that you would never, ever see at a Southern Gospel concert. And I think as we as we go on our path, um, God calls us to, you know, different genres sometimes and um, different places to minister to people that maybe not would have heard it. And, and rock has been that really solid foundation for us, um, you know, because you can go from slow to fast and everywhere in between and really uh, in different places. It's kind of accepted in a lot more um, areas, I think. And it just allows us to go minister to, you know, places that ordinarily wouldn't go. Yeah. Yeah. It goes, you're able to go to the darker places and reach people that, as you said, would not go to a Gaither concert or even go to <laughs> into a church for that matter. And, you know, I say the Gaithers, I've been, I've seen the Gaither vocal band at the North Charleston Coliseum here in Charleston and thoroughly enjoyed the, it was a quality, quality performance. And if you think about it, those that have any idea of music history and music background, everything that we're talking about tonight, rock and roll, hard rock, heavy metal, its root is gospel. That's where rock and roll came from, was from gospel music. And what I see God doing on the earth today, this is just Glenn's observation from the studio here in Charleston, South Carolina, is that God is taking it back. He's redeeming it and restoring it back. To where it should be because you guys all remember in the 80s there was that big you know all the big controversy over christians and rock music and you know that still goes on a little bit today um but really there were a few good christian bands back in the 80s and 90s but and i wasn't too excited about many of them back then and i got saved in the 90s and i wasn't very excited about much of it at all and uh but now with what i hear coming from guys like you what I hear coming from bands like The Last Trumpet and all the other bands that we're working from, I'm like, wow, this is a different, different sound. It's not just a bunch of guys trying to do something for Jesus. It's actually Jesus working through them. And that's what I sense when I listen to your music. I, I thoroughly enjoy all the tracks that you sent me. And something that you do, and I find this very important, and I want, to, want you to talk about this a little bit. One of the things that you aim to do with your music is leave room for the Holy Spirit to move uh, among those that are listening. How do you do that when you write your music and when you perform your music? Can you explain that a little bit? What does it mean to allow the Holy Spirit to move through what you're doing? I think a lot of it goes... Well, without uh, a doubt. Yeah, go ahead, Wayne. No, I was going to just say, without a doubt, uh, in, in, in life today, you've got to understand, and I hope that this goes across well. I don't want to, to ruffle anybody's feathers. But we as Christians are not sent on to this earth to save a single soul. There's not a Christian out there that can save a single soul. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. 
So our job as as the band, Defenders of the Cross, as Christians, Christian brothers, our job on the stage, off of the stage, doesn't matter. Our job is to work by example, do what we feel like, according to the scriptures, uh, we, we, we live our lives as as an example of Christ. Then the Holy Spirit has that ability to go in and among those who are listening and work on them. Uh, it may be something we've got one song in particular that, that speaks predominantly to, you know, uh, veterans. And we had one guy come up to us after a show just on tears after he heard the song. And it, it worked on his on his on his heart. And it wasn't because we put on this, you know, fantastic show. It's because those lyrics, these, these guys are, are lyric. I'm not one of them. these guys are lyricists and a half. They can put words together that just absolutely touch your soul. And that's what we're, that's how we're doing that through the example. We're using these these lyrics and then the music, of course, it comes along with it. But we're trying our best to live by example so that they see what can be as far as uh, making sure that uh, we're, we're, we're good to our families. We try to, you know, we try to do our, the right thing by our jobs. And they don't see that on, on the stage. All they see on the stage is us playing music. So our connection to them is through the lyrics. And like, again, I can't I can't say it better. These guys are lyricists and a half. They put together some that are just phenomenal. I really appreciate Hi, Danny. what you're, you're up. I, I really appreciate what you're saying. I really appreciate <laughs> that. You know, because a lot of times we get caught into this thing of, well, I got to say the right words. And you, I've heard this in some Christian bands where they're like, well, every other thing that we sing has to be Jesus, this Jesus, that we have to do it the right way. What are we going to say? I've even found myself having to get out of that in what I do with this over here. And really, if you think about it, when you get into that, oh, I've got to say the right words or I have to do this the right way. Well, I mean, the Bible makes it very clear that the arm of the flesh availeth not. It doesn't do anything. It, it always fails. It's not by might, not by power, but by God's spirit that people are ministered to. But when you start getting into all this flesh stuff of, well, I got to do it this way. I got to do it that way. There's a right method and ritual to do it. You have just entered into the world of sorcery and witchcraft when you try to make something happen in the physical through the spiritual. So right. that, yeah, that, that's really what that is. I, I didn't realize, and my eyes have been being open to this more and more, how much believers engage in sorcery rather than just letting the spirit of God move and just being themselves and their own personality and their own giftings, just letting those flow forth and letting God use them as he wills. And really, when you do that, it makes your job a whole lot easier. I mean, he says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And when you just let him flow and you let him move and you're just there to follow and, you know, let him move through you, it makes life a whole lot easier uh, in doing things. And Tiffany's got a, a comment. She, she says, music and testimony is a conversation starter, opens door for introduction to Jesus and salvation. Absolutely. Um, I heard somebody say. Um, That's right. Yeah. Uh, Misty Edwards, if you've uh, seen any of the stuff that she puts up on, on YouTube, Misty Edwards uh, refers to music as a heart tenderizer. It prepares the heart for Jesus. Uh, 
I believe that's why when you go to church, there's praise and worship for first. There's a preparation of the heart for the receiving of the word and for the receiving of the gospel. Uh, we've got another track that I'd like. Oh, we got another comment here. Hope Beam, what an awesome group of men who truly walk and lead their families in the way of the Lord. Guys, that is so awesome that your testimony is seen and what you do. And that is so important today because people are really longing for the real. They're, they're tired of the hypocrisy. They're tired of people saying one thing and doing another. That is our world. That is our society that we live in. And when you find somebody who is true to what they say and true to what they do, that the inside matches the outside and the outside matches the inside, it's like a stream of living water in this world that we live in today. It really is. Hey, we're talking about music. We got another track that I'd like to feature, and I want uh, every. Oh, Sunny, we got a comment from Sunny. Sh don't uh, oh, don't show. Sorry, I can't see those. <laughs> but uh, yeah, okay, I I I, I, <laughs> I did show it. Uh, Sunny's uh, he's enjoying the format that we have here. Thank you, thank you, Sunny. I appreciate that. Um, there's ways to private message me during these. If you don't want your comment shown, that's fine. You can private message. I can't. It's really difficult for me to control what comes up and what doesn't come up sometimes because they're coming so through uh, through so fast and I'm looking at several different things, but I apologize for that. We've got another track that I'd like to listen to to help everybody get ready for the weekend. Hey, we're being watched in Ireland by my friend Aaron. Hey, Aaron, how you doing? We've got Defenders hey, of the Cross with us tonight. Yes. Yes, Aaron, uh, he's a praise and worship leader, and he's a rocker in Ireland, and he's got a show in the UK called He Will Rock You. He's a, a radio host over there. So you guys are being seen in the UK, and I think it's a good time he, now. He has played our, our stuff. Glenn. Has he? Okay. Okay. Yes, yeah, he's Aaron's played our stuff. That is great. Aaron's been a good friend of what we do over here at Lithos Cry, and he says, uh, great blessing watching, and I know it's like probably 2 o'clock in the morning over in Ireland right now. So, Aaron, I am glad that we can uh, hopefully uh, help you through the evening and cure some insomnia, too. <laughs> so this is great. Um, Want to play another track that we're talking about to help everybody get into the weekend? It is called Headed for the City. Can you tell us a little bit about this song? Uh, as I was praying, asking God for lyrics, I just a flood of all the different uh, gospel songs that I heard, uh, uh, songs from church and everything, talking about uh, going to that beautiful city and walking beside the crystal seas with the Lord and uh, the streets of gold and crossing over Jordan. And all those things just come flooding in, and I just started writing lines about it and uh, created this song because we all are looking for that uh, wonderful day to be able to go to that city that the Lord has prepared. You know, and that that city is a real city. Yeah. It's not just a fantasy. It's, it's real. We can't see it right now because we're in a... Uh, fallen temporal state right now but it is a real city and aaron's got uh, some more comments here no almost midnight i am glad to hear that it is not almost two o'clock <laughs> in the morning in ireland that it's almost midnight that makes me feel a little bit better and aaron says he loves this track so we're going to take a listen to headed for the city by defenders of the cross and i'll tell you what this one this song gets me ready for the weekend because tomorrow is friday <laughs>
This is why this is uh, must-see streaming on Thursday nights. We've got some comments here. We've got Michelle, love the sound and the message. We got Paul Brown who says, woohoo. Aaron says, of course it rocks. It absolutely does. And, you know, I got to do this once again uh, for our listeners and our viewers. This is totally Mac the Metal Dog. He's, gonna, he's working overtime tonight. And uh, he is an internationally known Boston Terrier, and he reminds me of that all the time. Oh, we got another comment that just came in here. We got Douglas T. All right. He's got the rocking. Dougie T. Got the rocking fingers up. Thank you very much. Hey, and um, real quick uh, before we go uh, close out tonight, I do have to do a public service announcement here uh, for everybody. We're talking about headed to the city, so we're going to talk about a Get Revelation Rockfest 2021 update. All right. We got some bands that are headed to the city from North Carolina. We got Tiffany and the Last Trumpet that are coming down on May 15th, 2021. That's uh, less than 60 days away to get Revelation Rock Fest here in Charleston, South Carolina. It, the headline band for Get Revelation Rock Fest 2021 is the letter black. So this is who we've got lined up. We've got Winner's Resurrection. We've got Ziggy. We've got the last trumpet. We've got Jenna Parr. Man, what a list that we've got. It, it keeps going. We've got Warriors of Light. We've got Armor of God. We've got Warhol. We've got Zana. And to top it off, we've got the letter black making their return to the stage the first time in four years to kick off their 15th anniversary as a band. And those of you that are watching right now, hey, if you're up in North Carolina, come on down to South Carolina. This event's going to be taking place on the Crown um, the Crown Plaza Hotel stage at the Hanahan Amphitheater. And if you need help getting a hotel room, contact me at lithoscry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y at gmail.com and I will get you in touch with the Crown Plaza Hotel to help you get a special discounted hotel room so that you can stay here in Charleston, South Carolina for the event. And if you want, to, there, there's information too. You can contact them at the Crown Plaza Hotel at 843-744-4422. Um, you can reach out to them and tell them that you are coming for Get Revelation Rock Fest and they will have you uh, squared away. Hey, and we got Aaron. Aaron, man, if you make it from Ireland, come on, come on out. That's an awesome lineup. It is. God has blessed us. Uh, with that lineup. And if you want tickets, you can get them at Lithos Cry. That's at Lithos Cry, L-I-T-H-O-S-C-R-Y. You can get them on our website at lithoscry at gmail, lithoscry.com. Or if you're having uh, difficulty finding a way to get tickets, just email me at lithoscry at gmail.com. Wow, that's a lot of information really, really fast. But come on down. The event is on. Uh, the governor of South Carolina just lifted our capacity restrictions for mass gatherings and events so we can now pack out the amphitheater with as many people as we That's want great. but we are yeah it is we are responsible people so we will uh practice social distancing and uh be safe while we're out there it's an outdoor event so come on down get your tickets now we are uh less than 60 days out and when we do our uh when we move into the future hopefully this event is going to lead to other events in south carolina and north carolina and defenders of the cross is a band that i want to get on stage in the future because they they are that good. If you've been with us this evening, you've heard two tracks from them. You've heard Headed for the City and you've heard Thief in the Night. Awesome, awesome songs. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to ask you one last question before we close. Um, this is something that I've noticed. Not only are bands from North Carolina, do they have a lot of members, 
but I'm noticing there's a lot of really good Christian rock and metal bands that come out of North Carolina. What do you think contributes to that? Because in South Carolina, a lot of what we get is the Jimmy Buffett and the Jack Johnson cover bands. I mean, that's that's about <laughs> it. Uh, there's there's not much. Uh, we I mean, we got Ziggy. Oh, I forgot to mention Ziggy from Charleston is going to be on the stage at Rock Fest. But we got Ziggy and Winter's Resurrection, and those are the only two uh, Christian bands that I know in South Carolina. And I know all these bands in North Carolina. What what's going on up there? I think because guess uh, it's on the water. Uh, the big music scene in Charlotte has been a big help with all that. Uh, you know, so you have a lot of people that uh, all kinds of different bands and styles of music. And then, you know, they find their way into the church and then start writing for the Lord. And um, I think that's where a lot of that comes from. Uh, if you want another good band from South Carolina, check out Saving Darkness. That's it. Okay. That's okay. it. Uh, I want to throw a shout out to Jenna Parr. Also, I've been, I saw her uh, uh, interview that you did with her uh, back in, I think, January. Awesome ministry. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Jenna, she she's a wonderful, wonderful young lady. I, her family is a really sweet family. We're excited about having them come uh, to Charleston, South Carolina. And again, we are yeah, you know, really what we're doing down here, this event is to have a stage where Jesus can be glorified. All the bands that we have coming down for Rockfest on May 15th, their heart is to see Jesus glorified and to see souls saved. And guys, this is something I eventually want to get you guys down here as well and uh and do something with you and i'm glad that we could help uh help promote you and oh aaron jenna is awesome yes jenna is she is awesome she is <laughs> guys thank you so much for joining us this evening and we're looking forward to new music do you have any idea when uh some new songs are going to be out so we can keep rocking Hopefully we actually have new music already recorded we just uh it's just are uh, not necessarily recorded uh we've got new music already produced uh, we've been playing them, you know, in, in the practice hall. Uh, just a matter of getting it in the studio and getting something on the hard disk. Nice. Yeah, we're right, looking. right away we're looking for a studio to work with and everything. The pandemic started, and so uh, it just kind of shut everything down for the moment. Well, we're definitely looking forward to new music from you guys. Uh, you, what you're doing for the Lord is awesome. I. I just, I just pray God's blessings uh, continually on what you're doing. And thank you so much for joining us this evening. I've had a really good time tonight. You guys are a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, Mac, has a, Mac has had a great day thank you, Glenn. over here at the studio. Thank you, guys. Hey, and next week, we've got a double header coming up. Yes, we've got a double header at uh, 7 p.m. next week. We've got my friend Ron Hamilton, and he is going to talk about a book that he wrote called Ecclesia. And it's going to help us take our church glasses off and see church in a totally different perspective than we've ever thought. I think we've kind of really strayed away from what Jesus really intended. And then at 8 o'clock, thanks to Michelle L., we've got a brand new band that we're going to be introducing to everybody. Their name is Vessel, and we're going to listen to one of their tracks called Down and meet them at eight o'clock so next week we've got a double header starting at seven with ron hamilton talking about ecclesia and then we have uh vessel at eight o'clock at night and until next week everybody peace out and rock on lithoscry.com